What impact does uh, random testing have uh, for incoming passengers in terms of delays? Yeah, so we've been calling for the government to um, remove random testing from our airports at the international border. So it's really a couple of things. You know, we could facilitate this when when travel wasn't back to getting back to pre-COVID levels, but now that we're back to seventy percent. Um, it is getting challenging to facilitate that. So it would normally take a customs border officer about 30 seconds to kind of have that time with the passenger. And now it's taking um, two to four times that. So it can be upwards of two minutes to go through um, the health questions and also decide who needs to be randomly tested. And then they go to a separate line as well. So um, there's a number of uh, COVID measures that are still in place at our international border that are um, slowing our system down. Uh, what about things like Nexus? So what's the uh, current timeline for that office to reopen? Yeah, um, I saw the news today that there's 300,000 um, backlog in, in Nexus applications. It's certainly, you know, it's another challenging um, issue in getting back to travel and really speeding up and streamlining travel, which Nexus does. Um, and we need those offices open and, and to allow people to um, apply for a Nexus card in order to streamline security. So it's very important that we get those offices up and running. Do you think that all of this news and just the reality of the wait times at the airport, that that's actually putting a crimp on people coming back to travel? People are just like, I'm, I'm just going to wait till it gets better. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly a concern of ours. I mean, we're seeing a lot of pent up demand for travel. I mean, that's why we're seeing some of these issues in, in getting back to business and is people want to move and they want to reconnect and they want to get back to seeing our beautiful country and, and getting out there and exploring the world. And we need to make travel more seamless and we need to make some improvements to the process. And we're working with government and our government agencies to do that. Um, making some steps forward, but there's still a lot of work to do. And, and part of that is labor shortage and need our government agencies to staff up as quickly as they can. And they're working on that. But we also need to see some of these COVID measures that are in place at our border be removed. You know, what is the, what, what purpose are they serving now? That's the issue that we're facing. What about the Arrive Can app? Should we keep that in some kind of capacity? Absolutely. So the Arrive Can app has been um, a tremendous, um, will be a tremendous um, benefit to us to facilitate quicker travel um, in terms of the border. So having people that have already downloaded this app, it's been adopted throughout the COVID um, process. So that's going to be great news for facilitating the border process when we get to the step where people can have their declaration form filled out within that app. They could get to the airport and all this information is already done so you won't need the paper copies anymore and the computer screens that are in the airport we'll, we won't need as many of them so we'll be able to digitize a lot of this and customs cbsa has been working on this for some time so to see that adoption of the arrive can app is great news and we need to keep working on streamlining it and making it less of a health app and more of a border facilitation app hmm. so that that's the future of travel is that um, these apps don't go away. They just use them for slightly different, uh, slightly different things. Yeah, right. we believe it'll it'll speed up the border facilitation process as we move forward. All right, Manette, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for having me.